and welcome to the Dadcast. On the show today, we'll be speaking the first day at school, we'll be speaking the kids' coffee culture, and we'll be speaking about Innuendo Night Garden. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. A few weeks ago, it was Matilda's first birthday. It led to a quite interesting daddy dilemma for you. This is something that I had to actually decide upon. Right? Right. So here's the situation. On her actual birthday, I suddenly got a job. We had a a party the day before on the bank holiday Monday. And then on the Tuesday, I got a phone call first thing in the morning saying that I had uh, an acting job. And this acting job was abroad. And then they got back to me about midday and said, actually, because of hair and beards that they wanted to put on me, I had to sort of have different length wigs and different length beards that they'd need to do like a a head sculpt. I'd have to plaster on my head so that they can send the moulds off to different places to make these beards and wigs. And it was going to be in Munich. So all of a sudden, at midday, I got told that I had to go to Munich at 3.30. And so I had to quickly get a cab booked and quickly get up to the airport and stuff. Now, I needed to pay the cab in cash and then they'd pay me the money back. So I needed £25 to get myself to Heathrow Airport. Rachel and myself had a look and saw what kind of cash we had. We had £20. Right. And then I remembered something that my mother-in-law had said the day before. She'd given us some presents from relatives and friends. And one of them was a card from (laughs) a relative in Nottingham. And we hadn't opened all of the presents and cards. And she said, be careful of that one because it's got a fiver in it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Richard, what would you do? This card had not been opened. I knew it had a fiver in it. I needed a fiver. What would you do? Uh, <laughs> I think I would open it. Yeah. I think I would open it because I just think when needs must, you know, it'd be different if, if she was a lot older and maybe knew about it more. That might come into the play. Yeah. But even then you could kind of get around it. I think I would open it if it's something like that. And it's obviously going to be replaced. It's not like you're, you're stealing. It's yeah. just a borrow. Yeah, I'd open it. I'd have no problem. That's good. That's good. Because we did have that moment of kind of going, this makes sense. There's a fiver in there. We could find that card. We could open it. (laughs) We could get the fiver out. When I come back, I will replace the fiver. And then I'm thinking, but it's her first birthday and it's her birthday card. We can't do that. (laughs) But of course we did. Of course we did. Well, you needed to. You needed to. No, that's good, though. That's good. Yeah, I guess there are a lot of things like that when you just think, oh, should I do that? Shouldn't I do that? How is it going to affect my child if they, indeed, if they know at all? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Most people wouldn't know and wouldn't realise. And it's only what you as a grown-up put upon that. You just think, oh, no, when they realise it's going to be so bad. But they, they're kids, they're kids. And there's a limit to what you, you can get away with. But it's like no harm done, isn't it? No harm done. She got her money back. <laughs> but also, she got... um. Loads of presents, you know, far too many presents. We sort of opened them up over the whole, like, first week um, because she'd just been inundated with things. But one of the things she got was a, a set of In the Night Garden books. Oh, yeah. It's quite hypnotic, isn't it? It's As really a programme. Yeah. I think it is good. It's, but it's, they've got something there. There's some kind of... Um, it does something to the kids, that, you know, their senses, you know, in a, in a good way, I mean. I don't know what it is. It, it's the, in the same kind of vein as Teletubbies, but just darker. Yeah, really? yeah. But there's some sort of psychology behind it, I think. 
I think so because I, the, the very first time that, that Phoebe saw it years ago, it was like she was hypnotized. And someone else has said this as well. Not that she really watches it now, and Georgia watches it a bit more now, but um, there was something that happened. That, and, and so when I looked at her, it's bizarre. She's just captured by it, you know, encapsulated by the strange happenings. Yes. I, think it's, I think it's very good, actually. What, what's it on the, on, is it on the, what's the train called? The oh, nonky nonk or the plinky nonky nonk. Yeah, I don't know. If you, nonk, look, I think. if you look at it, th- there's one of the bits which must be a, an obvious nod. It's the TARDIS. Or it's a, it's a police box. It is a police box at the back. You're right. You're it's right. a police box. And yeah. you look at it and you're like, it must be a, just someone in there going, I tell you what, we'll put a TARDIS on the back. So any parents or grandparents go, ah, oh, it must be it. Well, I think there's many more nods to grown-ups and uh, things that are just there for the, for the grown-ups. And, I, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because in this little book, there's a book about Macapaca, one of the characters. Oh, yeah. Macapaca, And um, <laughs> I'd like you to imagine that you don't know what any of the characters are called in, okay. in the Night Garden. Okay. And I'm going to read you this book. It's a very short book. <clears throat> right. But just, just imagine you don't know the Ninky Nonks and the Ponty Pines and the Tumbly Boos. <clears throat> Here is the Macapaca story. Okay. Macapaca went out with his ogpog, his soap and his sponge. He washed <laughs> the hahoos. <laughs> yeah. He washed the teeny tiny Ponty Pines. <laughs> here's the, here's the, the biggie. He washed the Tombly Boos who had pinky ponk juice on their trousers. <laughs> Somebody knows what they're doing. Somebody knows that that is laying with innuendo. He washed the Tombly Boos who had pinky ponk juice on their trousers. I was trying to read this to Tilly. The night of her birth, the night after her birthday. That's great. And I was wetting myself. That so like, is just at it, Dad. <laughs> oh, that is just great. That is just yeah. filth, Mr. It, it really is. It really <laughs> Oh, there's gotta be so many of these out there. We'll have to start looking and when we're reading books for our children, we'll start bringing them in. We'll see if we can do this as a sort of a semi regular feature. Innuendos in kids' books. Innuendos in kids' books. Let's make a note of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's just great. If you spot any, then do let us know. Just go to at DadcastUK on Twitter or go to facebook.com forward slash DadcastUK or email us DadcastUK at gmail.com. Baby talk, but not baby talk with Perky and Man. Last shake of the bag was Victorian slang for the youngest child. <laughs> <laughs> Last shake of the bag. <laughs> Last shake of the bag. <laughs> it takes a while. It took a sort of, you know, you need a moment, don't you? You go, ha ha, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really like a sort of a, ah, bit of an afterthought. Ah, so another one. Let's have one more. It, so is, George, is Georgia the last shake of the bag, or have you not decided I don't know, yet? At the, well, I don't know. At the moment, it's undecided. She <laughs> might well be, but not sort of... Uh, I get it, it sounds like, oh, we'll just give it one more go. It's such you a know. kind of like grim way. I think loads of uh, Victorian expressions are kind of a bit kind of grim, a bit kind of grubby, a bit like in the gutter. It is, isn't a it? filthy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a bit like saying, ah... Oh, should we just do something else again for the next 18 years? Should we do it all again? It's, it, 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 it's a massive decision, isn't it? In fact, that's it. It's a massive decision. Last shake of bag. Ah, we'll just do it once more. Yeah. It's a bit like, 
Do you want another cup of tea? Yeah, go on. Let's Do you want another child? Oh, go on, yeah, well, well, well. yeah. Do you want another child? Yeah, go on. Yeah, I've got loads I'm... of those expressions are kind of <laughs> really making something, yeah, as you say, that's something really important, but actually just making it seem really frivolous. Probably because you don't want to have to face the fact that it's such an important thing to talk I about. I know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it makes me think, though, what the ultimate age gap is between kids. So, what's the gap between Phoebe and Georgia? Three years. Three years. See, that, yeah. that feels like quite a good gap because me and my sister were three years different and it feels that that's like a good a good distance but then other people have have got you know like one year difference and it seems that seems a bit close to me i don't know what do you think i think i guess it's what you're used to in your own family there was three and a half years between my sister and i so it felt it felt natural yeah yeah you know but then there's 11 years between myself and my brother 11 years yeah, so he definitely was last shake of the bag. Wow, I mean, <laughs> that bag has been chucked in the bin and fished out oh. of the dump and shook and one more time. <laughs> Hi, Jim. I mean, that, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so I think that, um, yeah, three years seems good to me. I mean, it's also the fact, I guess there's many different circumstances why you would want to have children close together or further apart or whatever. But I guess that three years is quite good in terms of you've got through all of the baby stuff you've moved on so you're not dealing with two babies we've got we've got friends who have a three-year gap between their first child and twins and i can imagine that if they were all a bit younger if if the older boy was a bit younger and still needed a lot more attention then that would be almost impossible but but maybe when they're three years old then they're kind of obviously walking and they can look after themselves and entertain themselves and happily go and stay with friends and things if you need a break or whatever but then it does prolong that whole kind of looking after an infant for years yeah i mean my my friend sally who listens to the podcast and she's got three elder children now and her youngest is i think she's come out for 30 or just 30 actually but her eldest were both teenagers when her youngest harriet was born wow so you know you've actually got in a way whether they do help or they don't help you've got you know you've got two grown-up children who who are capable of looking after themselves and their younger sibling as well you know well, that seems ideal more... you go to the pub and just like hey you look after <laughs> the kids i'm off <laughs> there must be the ultimate age gap that sort of statistically works out the best because there always is isn't there whether it's true for everyone there's always that kind of well it's two years and two months and and one day and they've got to be i don't know (laughs) whatever someone was born in may and one of them was born in september or something like that there's got to be that ultimate thing but then the irony of all that is is that you do think about that a lot and i know rachel and i've thought about that a lot because we would like to have a second child and you think about what would be the ultimate gap but then it it took us a long time to have the first, so I, it, you can't really be that precise. No. It's, it feels like something you should be thinking about and considering and trying to sort of plan. But who knows? Who knows? And, and you know, the older you get, the I suppose the less likely you are to get pregnant in the first place. It's ironic that you can spend so long thinking about that kind of thing and then actually have no control over it whatsoever. Well, there's that element of just lap of the gods, really. I guess you have a plan, and whether it works is another thing. But Because there's that other thing of, you know, you're thinking if you've got a child where they are in the academic year. So, you know, I was April, so I'm sort of one of the younger ones in the year, as it was. Both Phoebe and Georgia were one of the older ones in the year. In fact, Georgia's sort of September, so she's one of the oldest. Wow. And it's whether that makes a difference or not. And Phoebe has just started, yeah? Yeah, Phoebe's just started school. 
first week at school last week, and they did a sort of a graduated week. So they started off first for about three hours, and then they got up to the the full school day on the Friday. And she's loving it. Yes. She's, yeah, absolutely loving it. I, she she needed to be there. She I think she's needed to be at school for the best part of the last six months. You know, she's loved nursery, absolutely loved it. But she needs to be pushed in a different way. She needs a different kind of discipline. She loves the school uniforms. She loves, you know, she loves going there. She's made a couple of good friends, and it's been a real turnaround. And I think it's good for her. But it feels odd suddenly being in the playground, and obviously being in the playground with parents who are a good fifteen years younger than me, even. Um, <laughs> but but I still feel like oh, this is this shouldn't be happening quite yet. I, you know, how can how can my daughter be at school? But the school's great. It, so far, everything's really good, and. Um, it's great that she's she's there and she's learning and she's talking about it and she's just it feels really good. But doing that thing that you know you suddenly turn into your parents on so many occasions when Phoebe comes out of school because at the moment I'm dropping her and collecting her most days. So I say, "Have you had a good day, Phoebe? Yep. What have you done? Um, can't remember. Uh, what did you have for lunch? Um, can't remember. Right. What what did you do at playtime? Uh, played. Right." Okay, Why is um, it that kids don't want to talk about school? That's kind of like almost like such know. a cliched thing. Why do they not want to talk about it? And she, she was saying to me, Daddy, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I was like, you've turned into a teenager already. Yeah. Wow. It's funny because, because after a few days, she said that we're talking about, you know, what, you know, what do you want to do when you're older? Same kind of conversation. We just It's just interesting to hear where she is at different points, really. And she said... I don't want to act like you. I want to do some work. <laughs> That's brilliant. Because we've been discussing on the show before that you were suggesting that maybe she shouldn't go into acting like you do because it's such a kind of varied and up and down career. And, and now she's saying by herself, she doesn't she is, want to do acting. She but wants it's, to work. <laughs> but it's funny because then I filmed her a couple of days afterwards just to capture her first week, um, which yet again, I think I will, I will drop onto <clears throat> to YouTube. I said, what do you do at school? And she said, I do some reading and writing and skills so I can do acting when I'm older. And I thought, mm. well, you've just changed. Two days ago, you were damning it. <laughs> and now you want to do acting. Oh my that gosh. doesn't matter. I mean, is it, uh, the, the point is, I think that she's just being opened up to that new world of learning. And, and whatever learning it is, it's great. There's a certain amount of responsibility they have there as well. Just sm- small things. You know, very different to nursery, and it's really good. And really as you good, say, yeah. being able to go into the world where there's loads of other kids there, and they have to, she has to sort of pick who she wants to be friends with and how she wants yeah. to interact with them, and it kind of gets kids to grow up very quick, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. You know, touch wood. So far, we've we've had no no problems, but but she yeah she does need to grow up because in a way, especially with Georgia, she is sometimes becoming a little bit. She's been acting a little bit younger. Because Georgia does. Yes, yeah. And that's the... Um, and they've, they've both been doing this, this high-pitched squealing, um, which Georgia does to, in order to get attention. And then Phoebe <laughs> does it back. And it, it becomes ultrasonic, you know, <laughs> just so high-pitched. And, and they're playing, and then they start screaming, and then I'm, you know, you, you, I'm okay, I'm okay. I go, I go, just stop screaming! And then they scream, you know, ultrasonic, bats falling out the air, you know, bats falling out the air, dogs barking, kind of squealing. Um, 
But it's playing, isn't it? And you don't want to stop people playing. <laughs> but hopefully at school they don't have that. I heard someone say the other day that their boy had um, gone to school for the first time and there was loads of things to play with and it was just bizarre because the other boys were so destructive and they were just like banging things and breaking things and they actually went over to this one thing. It was a cardboard, I think it was like a little cardboard castle and they were like, can we destroy this? And the teacher was like, okay. And so they just sort of bashed it and kicked it until it all fell apart. Really? And then ran off to the next thing they wanted to break. That's bizarre, isn't it? That's just boys, That's isn't it? Biz- We're well, lucky I, that we've well, got girls, because at least girls aren't going yeah. to be doing things like that. Well, the first thing Phoebe did on the, on, the, on the Monday when we took her in there, within a minute, she'd gone over and put on a, a dress. You know, got a lot of dressing up stuff. Yeah. Which is fine, but it was a bit, it's just really funny that they'd all gone in there, everyone was like, separate because obviously you know you need to take you need to learn to play and although phoebe's been going to play school for the last two three years it's a new group of friends you need you need, you need to take time yeah and um she, <laughs> she just put a dress on it was just been like <laughs> bizarre could you imagine as an adult you get into a room with 30 people <laughs> that you don't know and decide to just put on some clothes <laughs> hey we're actors that sounds like exactly well, yeah, what we actually, do. yeah 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 <laughs> You know, there is, um, it's, it's probably been dumb, but there is a skit, isn't there? First day at, at school, sort of first day at office with a load of di- disparate people coming in and nervously doing stuff by themselves. Maybe it's everyone's, maybe that's, a, maybe that's a short film for us, Perky. You know, you go in as adults, you're all suited and booted, but you're in a, a play school. So you go over, someone puts a dress on, someone plays with some sand. Someone, Someone counts some money. Kicks a computer over. <laughs> Someone has a tantrum. <laughs> yeah. Gets picked up by their mum halfway through the working day. <laughs> I, there is something in it. It's probably been done. It's probably on YouTube. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. So yeah, but anyway, all first successful on the on the first week at school. Fantastic, okay. and it will all go downhill, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got about another sort of 15 years to go, so we'll see. The Perky and Man Dadcast. Holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. I think there is a real coffee culture associated with children now. Mondays has been my day with the girls. Um, A few years ago, it was just Phoebe. Last year, it was Phoebe and Georgia. Now Phoebe's at school. It's just Georgia. And invariably, we end up in a coffee shop somewhere. Nice. And it's, yeah, it's nice. But I've just realised, obviously, a lot of people go to coffee shops in the main women with children because more women look after children than blokes but it's it's funny because this week was my first week with just georgia yeah and i said to george so georgia's nearly two i said what do you want to do today and she's not been feeling well and i know i needed to go into town to get a prescription for her and i said what do you want to do and she said go to town and i said (laughs) what do you want to do in town and she said go shopping (laughs) i said okay what else do you want to do she said Go to coffee shop. <laughs> and I thought, it's, it's going to town is synonymous with going to a coffee shop. Then, when we went into town, there's a few coffee shops that we go to. Some great coffee shops in, in, in Bedford. As we walked past, she went, coffee shop, coffee shop. And she just knew all the coffee shops. And we That's ended up going to, to one of them. But it's funny because our friend Lee, I know when, when he's out with either Molly or Jack, he has a sort of a, a regular coffee time when he'll go with Molly to a coffee shop. And it's become that thing that I go for a coffee with the girls. Even so, so much so that there's a few shops now which do like baby chinos yeah, for yeah. children. Just the frothy milk. Um, the frothy milk, which caters perfectly. And the girls are getting their coffee, as, as it were, 
it's just re- it, I think we've just you know moved into a different place now and there are so many coffee shops i mean I, sometimes probably too many coffee shops um, so what is it why is it great for the is it just all the different noises and all the different people I, and i don't know maybe place i think it's a different place i think with funny enough with the girls both of them they found it easy to sleep in noisy environments i know that's like with a lot of children you get these baby karmas which are essentially sort of white noise or traffic noise so i guess you know phoebe certainly was able to sleep in in really noisy coffee shops so maybe that's where it stemmed from um and now georgia's not really sleeping there and she's walking into town with me no, she refused to go in the push chair. So we just sit and have a coffee. In fact, she refused to get in a high chair. So <laughs> we just sat opposite each other on a table, her drinking her baby Chino, me having a coffee and her having a biscuit and me having a cake. I wonder if it's also that just attention thing, because I know some, some, some kids who they, they just crave sort of spending one-to-one time with their mum or their dad. Because normally if they're at home, maybe mum or dad is busy getting dinner ready or having a tidy and they're playing or they're watching. So in a coffee shop, there's, there is nothing. Even though there's loads of yeah. other distractions of noises and people and stuff, it is you sitting across the table from them and interacting with them, which is kind of maybe more difficult to do at home because you feel like, oh, I, I could be doing this, but really I know there's washing up to do or I need to get some, hang some washing up on the line or something like that. In a coffee I shop, think- there's nothing else you can do but talk to each other. I think you're, you're, you're bang on there. I think you're right on the mark. It, it is that time where we're just there talking. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, I think it's great. And in fact, funny enough, as Phoebe wasn't there on Monday, I thought, oh, oh Phoebe's not going to be here you know, and do this anymore. I mean, equally, go away at the weekends and, and go out to a coffee shop. But I feel like a coffee shop, since having children, has played such a big part in yeah. what I do, yeah. which is interesting. So, uh, and does Georgia, yeah. did Georgia miss having Phoebe there? I don't think she did. She's, I said, where is Phoebe? And she said she's at, at, at preschool. She said, who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Get in the cakes, man. <laughs> I think she loved the fact that it was just her. You know, I've, I've really, really loved it. And she's going for a big huggy stage at the moment. She's, she's really huggy, um, especially with me, which I, which I love, actually. It's, um, it's really great. Yeah, it's funny. And she's walking, she's, she's, she's walking loads at the moment, so you get those sort of adoring looks from, from people. That's and what got it is. To, I've got enough of it. That's the that's the thing. It's nothing to do with her. It's nothing to do with one on one. It's just to get the adoring looks from everyone else because it's a dad out with his daughter and not a yeah. mum. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's the attention yeah. for you, Richard. That's what it I know. Is. I know, and, and and they look at me, and I say, I know. I say, I do all the work. That's my <laughs> my wife's never around, and it's you know, I, it's just. A... <laughs> you say, actually, yes, my my wife passed away, and uh, that's <laughs> what you, you know? do for the attention. I know you, Richard. I yeah. know you. I've 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 had many free coffees from saying that. Many free coffees. <laughs> until hi, until hi, Sophie, and, listening in the yeah. bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until the until one of the ch- children say, "When's mummy coming back tonight?" Yeah, shut up, shut up, shut, shut up, shut up. Oh, they shut don't up. We free copies. They they free... It hasn't sunk in for them yet. Oh, it's so tragic. <laughs> oh, I feel like another apology coming on at the beginning of the next episode. Once so, oh, to I know, oh, I know. Um, next apology on its way. I, I should I should say something about Matilda just to stop you from digging a hole um (laughs) um, matilda has become bad for our diets Um, (laughs) and i'll tell you why because 
she's <laughs> been doing baby led weaning, so she's eating loads of food. And for the first six months of that, she was having a bit of what we were eating. So um, yeah. we'd have a portion for me, a portion for Rachel, and Tilly would have some of our food. So we were having less than a full portion of food. Mm-hmm. Great. But now she's got to say she's eating so much that now what we're doing is we're kind of making a third portion. And then whatever she doesn't eat, then we finish up. So now we're eating more. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's a slippery slope. But with baby led weaning, don't they sort of chuck it around? So do you hoover it off the floor? <laughs> I'll have that chip. <laughs> Some bits. Yeah, yeah. It depends what it is. The other night we had steak and uh, she would chuck bits of steak on the floor. She had a couple of steak, chuck them on the floor. And at the end, it's like, OK, I'm just going to get those uh, bits of broccoli, put those in the bin. Yeah, bits of carrot, put those in the bin. Yeah, a couple of chips. Yeah, a bit of squash, put those in the bin. Steak has been chewed. It's been chucked on the floor. It's been stood on. It's still steak. <laughs> I'm, I'm having that. Too right. Too right. It's like... 10 minute rule <laughs> we've got a, we've got a dog uh, woody and he he um he just waits next to georgia so if she drops anything he's on it fantastic he's just he i mean it hardly hits the the floor which is good in some cases but you know if it's something which is you know as you say a bit of steak or something you'd be like ah that dog's got it did she do it on so, purpose because you know kids she, when they're doing yeah they, they chuck it on the floor just to see you pick it up and put it back yeah. on the table well so there's certain things if she doesn't want them she will, and it's funny because she'll look at us and she'll put it under the table and give it to the dog <laughs> and actually feed him. But she's looking at us the whole time. It's like, we know what you're doing. We can see. The, the one thing I don't understand with, because like with Matilda, you can really see her thinking and you can see the, the cogs working and everything. Like that. But what I don't understand is when there's like a plate of food and there'll be like five different things on it, she will look and she'll see the thing that she wants to eat first, but she won't just eat that first. She'll get rid of everything else <laughs> and, <laughs> on the floor and then eat that one thing. And then by then you've pulled the bits back on and she'll go, right, what shall I have second? Love that. Right. Chuck that. Chuck that. Chuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't understand the logic behind it. No, yeah. no. Frustrating. That's, they, yeah. They're just, you know, kids, they've just got to grow up, haven't they? Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Just grow up. Just grow yeah. up. Just, just grow up here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think that takes us neatly to the end of this episode, Mr. Perkins. It certainly does. It's been lovely spending the yeah, last 25-odd minutes with you. And, um, yeah, definitely. And we will we'll speak again a uh, fortnight from now. So yes, make we sure will you subscribe on iTunes. And do you know what? Why yep. don't you just please, for us, tell one other male friend who's got a baby about the dad cast because you know what it is with girls if, if there was a girl kind of thing for this they'd be chatting at their coffee mornings they'd be chatting at the baby group they'll be chatting on whatsapp they'll be on mum's net chatting about it but of course dads don't really talk about babies and looking after no. babies so we need you to just go and tell one dad yeah, yeah. tell someone down the gym write it on the locker in the pub toilet just write it <laughs> <Right, cast. laughs> sort of graffiti dad hashtag Dadcast UK in the, in the toilets. Absolutely. <laughs> and send us a photograph of that. We'll tweet it. And, uh... Yeah. Equally, any females. It doesn't just... We are Dadcast, but we are open to everyone. And I do know we've got... We have a few females that listen to us as well. Yeah, great. Well, then tell your husbands, tell your partners, <laughs> tell the girls on Mum's Net. Let's get a, a few more people listening to the Dadcast. And if you want to get in contact, at Dadcast UK on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash Dadcast UK or Dadcast UK at gmail.com. I'll see you in two weeks' time. Bye. And we've got a little treat coming up after the ending. Bye. Bye.
Subscribe to the Perkin Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk. You washed the tombly boos who had pinky punk juice on their trousers. <laughs>